welcome back to another episode of Meeting Madness with Gigi and Ness. This is episode three where myself and Gigi get stuck into a conversation around money, power, sovereignty, emotional reactivity, personal responsibility, embodiment, and how this all relates to our creative pulse. We also talk about our upcoming taster session and our membership portal so stay tuned for that and also please excuse a little bit of sound distortion in the background we were having a few tech issues that day hopefully you can listen through that and get to all the juice and we look forward to chatting again next week enjoy like I think we're both really keen and eager and want to go full steam ahead because that's who we are when we feel inspired but I feel like both of us have been initiated into this idea of like what does the world even need what does the world even need right now it needs that slowing down right and and yeah there's then that that issue and I just I love the way in I don't know if it was in the first podcast or in just another conversation that we had on a YouTube conversation or something. I loved how you were like around the money thing because I, I, um, I brought up this whole idea of, yeah, you know, like going slow is all very well, but Mm. what about people who are like, I need my money. I need to pay my bills. I need to, and you were just like, yeah, that's just, it's like so annoying. (laughs) just love that description because it's so true it's just like this thing that's like so annoying when you're really just kind of listen to what's really needed right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. this little thorn in our sides I know it is and it I think it's a bit of a I've realized actually it's totally a puncture like you just said a thorn it's like a puncture in our being because we don't need to do that, actually. Like the more that I've been like letting go of the whole idea that that's so important, my life is just just taking a different flow. Because yeah. that's not where my focus is. Well, our focus is on the, the puncture. It's like all of our life force is just going out of there. Mm. And that's why to think that we need to do this because we they want to control us you know the systems they know that doing this means that we're going to have to keep looking to that that puncture and be like oh shit we still need to like repair this puncture like all the time and that is what keeps it going you know that's that that's just the just being able to kind of bring myself back into my body I think COVID really kind of helped with that like bringing myself back into it into my center and kind of reviewing all of these belief systems and I watched something really interesting about a woman saying that taking your power back is really about rewriting your belief systems your core belief system your template you run your life by and that just really was like a moment you know when you get like an aha oh my gosh you're so right like the way that she said template it's like the center of us that all of our beliefs 
you know, where are we getting them from? Who are we looking to? Where are we like absorbing that? Do we believe that? Or are we just taking on the beliefs of other people because we may like something about them, so therefore we kind of are open to it. Mm. And so energetically, she was saying like, at this point, we need to be fucking like aligned with our beliefs. Like, what is your belief? This is how anchoring into your sovereignty is going to help you because your belief template is what's going to create your life. And she was just saying how important it was to really look at that, like get rid of any kind of, I don't know, reflections or mirrors of anything that doesn't resonate with you and just have things that resonate with you, but also remember that other people's beliefs are theirs. And so coming back to you, what do I believe about that? Like, just like asking those questions all the time. And that just really like helped me there was something in that that really sunk deep and I was like wow okay it's that simple when it comes to coming back to our internal beliefs and that's where everything stems from and if we feel we have like a puncture around any area of our life we're like letting that energy flow out that's just going to keep presenting us with the same problems and I think the money thing has just been just it's kept going hasn't it because we've all been programmed that there's this puncture and that we need something from outside of ourselves to fill that I just feel like there's so much wisdom in that coming home to ourselves and and really anchoring into our energy and our source and and just that being the place of focus yeah and cleaning everything up and I think that's how I felt with COVID for me. It's like cleaned up a lot of shit. I had to sit with a lot of stuff that was not pretty or comfortable. And now I'm kind of in this place where I'm like, wow, I feel so different. And I'm, I'm, I think I can feel myself trying to act from, from an old place, but it's not working. That's not aligned. That's not who I am anymore. So then I'm like tired because it's not working yeah there's resistance to it oh I'm not not that person anymore am I oh yeah okay I'm gonna have to think more before I do stuff you know I'm gonna have to like start being more intentional and mindful yeah before plowing ahead in that like you know autopilot way that we've talked about yeah and I think um yeah this has been the theme hasn't it we keep being brought back to this initiation of intentionality like that congruency between what's really happening internally and what we're the output externally marrying that together I think we spoke about that last time Mm -hmm. um I think it's really really important because I think when we start to rearrange ourselves internally or really get clear on our beliefs and really um yeah I guess rearrange that template that you were speaking of we can default into wanting to change other people's templates too Mm. and I think you said something in there that's really important it's like other people's beliefs are other people's beliefs like we've got to find this way because I'm 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 like 
really softening into this idea too of especially with the way I live with radical unschooling it's like how do you I feel like we're really being called into heart the heart and we have been for a long time like coming back into the heart how do we really live from the heart how do we listen to the heart you know the heart is more likely to say oh you're feeling tired rest today love yourself nurture yourself you know what I mean like the head's like no I've got to do xyz I got to get moving I've got this meeting and I'm gonna you know so Mm -hmm. finding that congruency between head and heart as well like them coming back together and marrying each other where it's not such a conflict but Mm -hmm. part of this softening into the heart really requires seeing through the heart as well so that when we're meeting others with a different belief like the default way of being in the past and what we're seeing in the collective as well with even just this ostracization and scapegoating of the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated like the whole group mentality of like I think this way and I am this way so I'm in this group and anyone outside of this group, you're wrong and you don't know the truth, right? So we're seeing this play out on a huge scale with just two groups. But ultimately, this has been going on on smaller scales from everything and anything, from the beginning of our lives, going to school and there's these you know, groups, these are the cool kids, these are the non-cool kids, these are the nerds, these are the, like, you know, all these different groupings of, like, armour. I think we've all used that as armour. Like, these are our beliefs and we're strong in our numbers and we'll just kind of push away anyone else. So I feel like part of this kind of remembrance into the heart is also how do I coexist with people who really believe completely different things to me and how can I still meet them in a loving way how can I still meet them openly and walk side by side with them still and 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 not feel like yeah I need to 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 label or push that person out of my sphere because they don't align with you know my my system my template and it's easier said than done. I mean, it also depends on the other person coming from that space too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if otherwise it's it's pretty difficult. But, yeah, I feel like that's really been, from all the Indigenous wisdom I've listened to, it feels like that's really what's being called. And then at the same time having these, like, strong-ass, really being like sovereign and self-responsibility and stepping up into that kind of um, just strength within self as well, the the mixture of those two things, like a strength and a softness. Yeah. For me, I've been really relating that to the solar energy Mm. of of my centre like being powered up in my center and that's for me what sovereignty actually feels like in my body because you know we can say sovereignty and it's like well what is that how does that feel sovereignty for me feels like my center is strong and anything can come at me and it's not going to shake me like I am strong in my body in my 
being. And I feel like from that place of, of strength, you can soften into your heart. But it's because we have, like you were saying, this kind of disconnect from, from heart, mind, you know, power, just all of it's been so like backwards and muddled. Our wires have been crossed. So when our centers are strong, we're not trying to, we're not trying to like override anything else. So when our centers are strong, our hearts can be open too. So it's not like one or the other. And I, I find that's really powerful from, from like staying open and compassionate to other people and just letting the energy flow because your center is strong. You don't need to put other people down to gain power over them, which is what we've seen happening for so many years because we've forgotten our own source of power. So we've been fighting for other people's and, and using manipulation, like, you know, wanting to grasp at things from outside of ourselves. But the more that we source into our central sun and our power, then the more that everything else flows as well in union. And it's not about the fight for who's right or wrong. It's simply just being able to like let the energy flow backwards and forwards and all around. And we're not like holding onto it or gripping onto it for dear life, like terrified that we're not going to get any more energy or, you know, any more power or any more anything. And that's kind of how I've rooted into that in my body as a sensation. So I know if I'm feeling you know, off, it's like my, my belly will say something or I'll be like, ooh, hmm. you know, so kind of working, I suppose, with the chakras, which I do, I've worked with them since like my first training with sound healing, you know, how do we work with our chakras and how do we just let the energy flow and where are our blockages? And I think collectively, yeah, it's just learning how to let let it all work together like you were saying and how you know we don't need to have a power struggle battle anymore yeah we just don't need to win over one another it's yeah. just so unsustainable it's so exhausting it's so like it devalues people and situations and relationships and we just don't need it no and I guess this comes back to the reflection internally and mm. what we've been talking about this since the beginning of this podcast, which is letting go of that power struggle within, right? That internal battle within where you've got the push-pull and, you know, it is so personal at the same time. It's such a personal experience for each individual. We're going to be initiated into this in our own way right mm -hmm. but at the same time there's also some key kind of holding points that can support each and every one of us through the process and I feel like that's what this offering is both the taster and the membership portal it's this offering of those anchor points to really support each and every one of us as women and as cyclic beings 
to have the tools that help to anchor this process of unraveling in our very own unique way into a space of very deep strength and simultaneous softness, right? Mm -hmm. And how related that is to our creativity. I mean, not being connected with that creative fire. I think we've spoken about this already, but just the lacklusterness, the lack of aliveness that comes with that when we're not connected with the organic kind of rising and falling of this um, creative pulse that we ride on. I mean, I, I, I don't want to live like that. I know that for sure. I don't want to live like that. I don't want to live disconnected from that space because it's not just about what I'm creating. It's leaks into everything, doesn't it? Leaks into how, um, how alive my relationships feel, how alive my sexuality feels, how alive my, my mothering feels, you know? Um, how able I am to be in the moment as well. There's that too. I feel like when we're really following that pulse and connected and tending and feeling that pulse, that creative pulse, it's like because we are in that state of aliveness, we're able to be in the moment and see the aliveness around us as well. You know, like the simple things, appreciating the sunsets and the, and the moon and butterflies and the dragonflies I sat outside yesterday actually and for a good half an hour there was just like at least 10 to 12 dragonflies first I just started with a couple and I was like wow dragonflies because I find them quite magical Mm -hmm. and I was having a magic day yesterday (laughs) as you saw with my funny photo but um yeah okay so I'm like wow these you know these dragonflies and then I saw two of them like it was almost like they were fighting, but it was like this dance back and forth, this frantic dance back and forth until finally they locked and connected for mating. And I was just in awe watching the process. And then it, you know, within the half an hour, there was like 10 of them and they were all doing this dance, trying to connect and mate. I was just mind blowing. And I was just so in it. And, um, you know, and nothing, and, and it was interesting because when you're in that setting, when you're really anchored in that, like you said, nothing kind of throws you off your experience because I did have someone come out and they were not in that state and they were in a flurry and they were annoyed about something and they were, you know, kind of, you know, when someone's in that state and they try and almost pass the energy on to you, not, not, not always intentionally, but they're just like, can you blah 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 you know like they're just they don't know what to do with the energy so they come and they say something to you about something you've not done or something they need help with or whatever it might be but you can feel the energy of that being so like a hit in the face and I felt it and I was like yeah sure you know I just was like in that loving space like yeah sure no worries and I just went I'll I'll be there soon or whatever I said and I really noticed how it didn't knock me over like it didn't 
But I, I mean, I'd love to talk about this a little bit and get your opinion on this, Gigi, because this leads me into how important staying in and moving through certain embodied states within us and how important embodiment is, is what I was going to say. Um, because later, or it might have been a different day, another day, you know, when you do get knocked over, it's like, well, what do you do? How do you move through that? It's really easy to have, especially with the collective mayhem that's going on, to get bowled over by by other energies. Like say you're in your creative pulse, you're feeling really good, everything's like you're present, you're enjoying the moment, whatever it might be, you're feeling alive and then something just just comes in from outside. And, you know, there's rage and anger is still very taboo, I find. Like it's becoming much more in the circles that we're in, people are talking about it, there's a lot of, you know, um, connection with it but on a wider scale there's still a level of taboo especially around rage and I have a practice where when I really start to feel some, you know that agitation from something or someone else I take it to its limit like if I feel like I can so you know, yesterday or whenever it was, I don't think it was yesterday. I think it was the, maybe the day before when I felt that kind of energy coming to knock me off where I was. I go into like a safe space. Like I went into my garage and I let all the thoughts come, all the angriness, all the bitterness, all the, whether it's swearing, like whatever it is. And then I'll like let it, once I've gotten the mental side of it out, like just the story, whatever it is I'm telling myself about this person or this situation, once, once that's kind of run through, then I can drop into the body and just like move and shake and gyrate and whatever it is. And often I get really Kali-like, like goddess Kali, like dark goddess, like, like I'm imagining myself and running through the motions of chopping heads and like devouring someone into my vagina like that kind of like mm. you know? and but from that space I can then drop back into love and forgiveness mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. presence and softness again but I ha I have to meet that power I can't just like kind of shove it under the rug and sugarcoat it because then if I do do that, then I feel like a lot of the energy gets lost, mm -hmm. both within myself and just within the situation. And it's not, and when the energy gets lost within the situation, it becomes like this energy ball that goes back around for the next, mm -hmm. waiting for the next release, right? It's like, a yeah, I'd love to hear your, your thoughts on that. Yeah, that, it sounds very much like, my process since I've worked and met my rage and my grief and my anger and my frustration and you know normalizing that and just being like it's okay and like shaking through it or screaming through it or grabbing a pillow you know having all these techniques and tools that we have which are so important not stuffing it down not shutting it down not being like oh I don't have the time for this 
you know, even if you have children, which I totally get because I've been in that situation, I've taken myself away for 10 minutes or five minutes or however, and just gone out and screamed or into a pillow or something. Because yep. the thing is, we can have so many stories about why it's not right to do that. Yeah. But the energy, as you said, is still going to come around. And also children see that, they feel that, they're going to know, oh, mommy is feeling this or whoever's feeling this. And it's it's not okay to feel that. So actually they pick up on that. They don't even need to like know what's going on. But it's actually really important to to voice it. I mean, I've even said to, you know, um, the kids that I was with, like, it's okay to scream. It's okay to shout. It's okay to go outside. And if you're frustrated, let it out. Because otherwise it just follows you around. And I've seen it. Like just this frustrated child, so annoyed because they don't know where to put it. And it goes into everything and just splatters everywhere. Yeah. And I'm just like, go outside, get that energy out. It's safe. You're okay. This is part of you that is just, you know, just get it all out and so that's how I move through it too I have to feel it I have to feel it in that moment or you know a couple of minutes just wherever I can go to and I actually had a similar experience yesterday I woke up and I was so pissed off I was so frustrated I was like a little kid I was like I don't want to fucking go to work and do all this bullshit and just I'm like, I don't feel well, you know, was underneath that, really. It was like, I don't feel ready for this. Yeah. Like going back out into the world when I'm like, I feel tired. So I just threw a fit. Like I actually did. I just like threw my clothes everywhere and, you know, just really was just pissed off. I was like, ah. Yeah. I really just went into that toddler as well. That's how I was feeling. I was feeling like more toddlerish than. You know, just like, ah, so annoyed, just so annoyed. And um, yeah, it was just, I just did what was coming up. And it was the little person inside me just being like, I'm just fucking frustrated and I'm tired. And I'm still not very well. You know, all of that was coming up and I was just holding myself. And then I got in the car and I just listened to some music and just really allowed that to move through me. And I just sang and I just, you know, did did movement and and then I it passed yeah you know when I got to work I was fine but I had to meet that because as you said it would have come out during the day in some other way in some you know way that actually then like affected me like hurt myself yeah which is what happens when we don't express our emotions it come back it comes back round and it goes hey you know, this wants to come out and then it will come out in a way that, you know, does, it's not supportive. Yeah. And then it creates more of the same thing. So it's like, yeah, taking, taking the energy as it comes, just being with it, just feeling it and then just letting it go because we're not meant to keep a hold of these things and create stories around them. It's just like, just do it. There's no, there's no um, right or wrong feeling. Yeah. Uh, it's taking responsibility for your feelings. Yeah. And isn't this the shift? This is like such such an aspect of the shift that we're all being called into now is like, well, the, the self-responsibility, 
but just this really disillusion of this right and wrong, these right and wrong parts of us, these right and wrong expressions of us, these right and wrong feelings, these right and wrong passions. Like there's just so much of this polarity between the good and the bad, you know, the light and the dark. And it's just coming to its end point. It's like this can't exist within us anymore. Because it, this, that's what perpetuates the battle, this mm-hmm. fight around what's good and what's bad, right? Mm-hmm. But it's I'm, all the same energy. That's what's, that's what's funny. It's yeah. Like, why the fuck are we battling the same energy? It's the yeah. same thing. It comes from the same place. It's raw power. Yeah. That is the essence of it. Yeah, I mean, I always, I always try and remind people, like, think about when you're really excited and that, that excited energy, it's the same as that mm-hmm. feeling you get when you're really anxious. Oh. You know, like, there's differences in how we process it and what we're thinking about, but the actual energy itself, the raw energy itself is the same. So it's a similar with... You know, like rage, the power of that intensity of when you're in a when you're in a, a rage, and it's such a physiological experience of the heat and all that. It's very similar to a really intense orgasm. There's a different story attached. There's a different process attached, but the but the actual energy is the same. So you know broadening and widening our capacity to hold these different energies and these different frequencies Um, without and it's almost like we're kind of you know unpicking the stories that we've woven so tightly in with these different energetic and all different emotional experiences it's like we're unpicking the story that's been kind of ripped on top of it or laid on top of it so that we can actually just start to really feel the waves of the energy that want to pass through us as opposed to this you know I think we make it a lot worse with the clamping down of like no this is rage I can't feel it or this is anxiety I don't want to feel this like you know when it's excitement we we tend to have a little bit more leeway but even then anything with big emotion I've seen parents like shut down kids excitement too because it's like they don't want to you know big energies just feels so scary for so many people Mm, totally it's so triggering Mm. I know (laughs) I mean I've had that like my whole life like like why are you so excited so many people why are you so happy what (laughs) what I mean honestly someone asking you why you're so happy that's just kind of crazy um when you Isn't that what we say we want our kids to be like have everyone's like I just want you to be happy I just want you to be happy but then it's like why are you so happy <laughs> calm down it, be quiet. it is a lot it is a lot with 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 children as well isn't it because it's like easy it's easy for us to say like you know or for me it's easy for me to say you know I can embody my joy and my excitement and my expression and I'm cool with that I can do that 
but there is something about when you know wild untamable children do it and it sort of like triggers you deeper into that place of oh you still got some stuff from from being a child yourself that you're still healing from which has happened a lot for me being triggered by kids and like whoa okay I'm, I'm not as you know, there's something there in me still that's being triggered by you know her energy yeah and um so that's interesting just to notice though isn't it when you're in a place where you can just notice it and be like okay that's something in me that's still still holding on to some story around me being too much yeah yeah that's what it is isn't it it's the too much too little dance that we do Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder, should we maybe just talk about dates now quickly around what we've decided with the taster workshop? And I just want to say in here too, the little taster that we're offering, the teaser, the taster, taster teaser, is really going to be kind of weaving all of what we've been talking about together and just supporting the anyone who's joining to find and work with these kind of anchor points for the year to support you with your creative journey whatever that might be so the idea is we get together and it's an embodied experience this is not just Let's sit down and write down all our intentions and, you know, like map out our year and that's it. It's like everything we've been talking about is how important the embodied aspect is, right? So the, the idea with the, with the workshop is that we come together as an embodied exploration, obviously guided to really drop you into your aliveness, your truth in this moment. And that's not to say it can't change, but the idea is coming in with, you know, dropping into what this 2022 is for you. Where are you really? Where are you right now? And from that space, from that embodied space, we um, will do some visioning as well. So I'm not sure the process. We might do the visioning, the writing first. Me and Gigi are going to kind of flesh this out in terms of what comes first, what will flow better. But we'll do some writing and some prompts around, you know, your 2021, your 2022, so that you get a bit of a mental clarity around what you're really wanting this year. And then obviously the embodied component. And then we're going to work with the cyclic wheel and how powerful that is for all of us as cyclic beings. So mapping this vision and this embodied feeling that you have this embodied expression that you have onto a cyclic wheel so you can start to get a bit of a feel for okay at this mark on the cyclic wheel maybe I want to be here at this point I want to maybe have done this Um, and once we map that out we're also going to work with creating a sigil creating a sacred symbol that symbolizes the essence and the feel of your year and how important that is as well, having something, right, something symbolic, something um, that works on a deeper level than just our 
mental cognition and even just our feeling state like something even deeper that's like just working its magic through our being right um and the idea is for you to walk away having this this piece of art like we're going to get creative and I, I some people get put off when we say oh my god we're going to be doing some art I'm not creative like I'm not it's like it's not about that it's about play and fun and creating something that you can put on your wall or you can put on your in your bathroom or whatever that you can look at and be inspired by throughout the year and it's also just worth noting here this this cyclic wheel and everything that you bring away with your with you from the workshop it's not fixed the whole point with a cyclic wheel is that there's check-in points so you can check back in in, at each of the sub-art dates through the cyclic wheel and go is this actually working for me do I need to shuffle things do I need to rearrange this kind of plan that I had this vision that I had like the feeling state is what's the most important because if you've said I want to feel like this then that's what's going to imbue the whole wheel so if you're not feeling that as you go through the wheel that's where that's like your telltale sign that like okay maybe I need to shuffle this a little bit. There's something that I've missed or there's something that I've pushed too much in, right? Mm. So exciting. It's just such ancient wisdom that we're <laughs> going to be creating and even like talking about the symbol. It's just like this powerful frequency of like ancient, deep ancient wisdom that's just going to be like infused with your essence and your soul. And that just feels so exciting. And also I yeah I just love the check-in points where you can completely reframe so it's like you can get to a point and go oh I don't really feel like this is where I'm going now or where I want to go so I'm going to just like create it again so it's like you can have lots of different phases of the same wheel so it's not like you're stuck in this thing that you've said that you've got to do and it's, I think that's really powerful, isn't it? When we get into a space where we can just let go each point that we check in. Oh, I'll just let go of that. That's done now. What, what's here now? Yeah. And that's what feels so powerful about, you know, if you feel called to committing to the year, like how deep you can go with that. It's like layers of skin, like becoming the snake and really being able to peel back and go, okay, I've done with that now. What's here yeah. now? Yeah. And like, I want to reframe this. I want to get excited. And, and that is where the creative pulse, when it's allowed to do that, is the most activated, isn't it? Because as soon as we start saying, well, I said I was going to do this. And then the pulse goes, what? Well, that's not where I am. And then if you tell it, well, sorry, you have to be there because I said that you were, yeah. then that will start dampening. And like, you know, then that gets, you know, confusing. So to step into this space where you're realizing your cyclical nature and you're being empowered by it and you're being supported by other women doing the same thing and we're all in it together, that just feels so, so magical. Yeah. Yeah, so that's it. Like the taster will already give you like such a beautiful landing spot, a really beautiful kind of, I mean, you'll be taking something away that's so powerful. Mm -hmm. But then there's the option of, yeah, continuing with the yearly process and 
in the yearly membership portal, it's going to be this continuous, like, you know, where it's going to be supporting you the whole way with staying connected to meeting your madness, meeting those points, because there's also a difference, you know, there's this dance that we have to do where, where sometimes when we're coming up against um, these places of resistance or the tendency to go, oh, I, I'm just not feeling it. I'm just not going to do that anymore. Sometimes it's the truth. It's our inner truth saying, I'm really not feeling this. This isn't really where I want to go anymore. And sometimes it's that resistance because of all the things we've been talking about too much, too little, like all these internal kind of beliefs around ourselves and us not being good enough or us being, you know, whatever, insert anything into that space. And sometimes it's like just having the support and the holding to meet that edge and still cross the threshold, holding this, this, creative endeavor that you've had in your heart letting yourself fall apart to all of the stories and still going moving with it right and that's what the membership portal will be about really kind of all holding each other through this and having yeah I mean I won't go too much into the membership portal just now because there's so much stuff that I want to talk about with that there's so, so many exciting things. Like, all these rituals that we'll be doing. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, there's so many exciting things that will be happening in that. But but it, just talking about the taster for now, I mean, just that will be absolutely powerful. And, you know, it'll be fun as well. I want, you know, that's the whole point as well. Like life and our creative pulse is fun too. It's not all just hard work and meeting intensity. It's also fun right yeah and joy and laughter and letting go exactly yeah that is so essential yeah And that brings us to the end of episode three. We hope you enjoyed all of that juice and we hope we've piqued your curiosity a little about this beautiful taster session that we'll be running followed by the membership portal. It keeps being pushed back dates wise just because myself and Gigi are really wanting to make sure we're staying true to this process of meeting our creative pulse where it wants to be and that being in congruency with what's going on internally for us and as you all know we've had a bit of a rough ride to the start of the year and COVID's really landed us in this space of intentionality and slowing down so it has been pushed back a little but it should be running in this next week or so again stay tuned for um, future updates on that I think we'll still run another podcast before then we'll also have some live videos talking about a little bit more on our Instagram pages Um, so if you're wanting to follow along if you're curious if you're if you're wanting to come to the taster session just to kind of feel it out and see if it's for you dip your toes into the magic that myself and Gigi weave together then 
just stay in touch with us either personally or follow us along on our Instagram pages at Gigi Empowerment and at Weaving Hearth. We can't wait to share it all with you all. So this is it for this week and we'll see you again next week. Thank you.